On the top of the three steps which led up to the door, there stood the long, lanky figure of a man, clad in an Inverness cape and an old-fashioned top hat. He waited for a few seconds, blinking at her, perhaps dazzled by the light of the gas in the passage. Mrs. Bunting's trained perception told her at once that this man, odd as he looked, was a gentleman, belonging by birth to the class with whom her former employment had brought her in contact. "'Is it not a fact that you let lodgings?' he asked, and there was something shrill, unbalanced, hesitating in his voice. "'Yes, sir,' she said uncertainly, it was a long, long time since anyone had come after their lodgings, any one, that is, that they could think of taking into their respectable house. Instinctively she stepped a little to one side, and the stranger walked past her, and so into the hall. And then, for the first time, Mrs. Bunting noticed that he held a narrow bag in his left hand. It was quite a new bag, made of strong brown leather, "'I am looking for some quiet rooms,' he said. Then he repeated the words, "'Quiet rooms,' in a dreamy, absent way, and as he uttered them, he looked nervously round him. Then his sallow face brightened, for the hall had been carefully furnished and was very clean. There was a neat hat and umbrella stand, and the stranger's weary feet fell soft on a good, serviceable, dark-red drugget, which matched in colour the flock paper on the walls. A very superior lodging-house this, and evidently a superior lodging-house keeper. "'You'd find my rooms quite quiet, sir,' she said gently, "'and just now I have four to let. The house is empty, save for my husband and me, sir.' Mrs. Bunting spoke in a civil, passionless voice. It seemed too good to be true, this sudden coming of a possible lodger, and of a lodger who spoke in the pleasant, courteous way and voice which recalled to the poor woman her happy, far-off days of youth and of security. "'That sounds very suitable,' he said. Four rooms? Well, perhaps I ought only to take two rooms, but still, I should like to see all four before I make my choice. How fortunate, how very fortunate it was that Bunting had lit the gas. But for that circumstance, this gentleman would have passed them by. She turned towards the staircase, quite forgetting in her agitation that the front door was still open, and it was the stranger whom she already in her mind described as the lodger, who turned and rather quickly walked down the passage and shut it. "'Oh, thank you, sir,' she exclaimed. "'I'm sorry you should have had the trouble.' For a moment their eyes met. "'It's not safe to leave a front door open in London,' he said rather sharply. "'I hope you do not often do that. It would be so easy for anyone to slip in.' Mrs. Bunting felt rather upset, the stranger had still spoken courteously, but he was evidently very much put out. "'I assure you, sir, I never leave my front door open,' she answered hastily. "'You needn't be at all afraid of that.' And then, through the closed door of the sitting-room, came the sound of Bunting coughing. It was just a little hard cough, but Mrs. Bunting's future lodger started violently. "'Who's that?' he said, putting out a hand and clutching her arm. "'Whatever was that?' 
Only my husband, sir. He went out to buy a paper a few minutes ago, and the cold just caught him, I suppose. 